0: Weird Girl's Guide (laughs) to Politics, The Star Spangled Banger, (laughs) Remix.
1: This is the Weird Girls' Guide to Politikin. I'm Alicia. I'm Kira. I'm Emily. And we're here. Let's get into 2016. it. 2016
0: election season is upon us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know why that was just so funny. You sound like a broadcaster. This both is Emily of your with faces your nightly your news. Both like. <laughs> <laughs> Really the election not. season is
0: here.
2: I feel like it's been here. You know what I mean? I feel like I oh, don't yeah. know life without elections.
0: I want to go back to the time when we all thought Trump was like a joke, you know?
1: Yeah, when we no. were like, oh, ha ha, Trump's it's running, and now it's not funny anymore because it's serious and it's real, and so many people are in it, and they're serious.
0: And I have nightmares about it.
1: I yeah. Not really,
0: I mean, kind
1: of. I do. <laughs> Wait, did you guys see that this internet photo? <laughs> internet <laughs> meme? photo. Talking about a meme? <laughs> it says, Is it Trump or Raw Chicken? Oh and yeah, I that? saw that. It's really
0: good.
1: It's just a collage of alternating photos of Raw Chicken and Trump's face and they look they're both wrinkly like and pale thing. and red and raw and gross.
2: Did you see that um Trump tweeted yesterday, and he re- he misspelled politician. <laughs>
1: Wait, what? Wow. What did he spell that it? says it all right there. He, spell he spelled
2: it? it with an O at the end. Politician? Politician.
0: Politician. It's got a little French twist. Politician. 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 A <laughs> little fancy man. Fancy boy, Don. <laughs> fancy boy, Don.
2: High class, That got class.
1: Speaking Junioros. of internet... What?
0: Nothing. It's no. <laughs> gonna tell a really bad joke.
1: No, tell it tell it.
0: It's gonna tell a very crude joke.
1: About politics. I would love the crude jokes.
0: Did you hear about <laughs> Donald Trump's dick? <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> huge. It's huge. Huge.
1: Amazing. Okay, sorry, Alicia, really sure what were you gonna say? Um <laughs> Speaking of internet images, do you guys wanna talk about The Bernie versus Hillary memes. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to get us
0: into a big, long combo.
1: Can we talk about Uh, first, like, the
2: origin of it? Like, where did that first mock? Like, besides the idea, I guess, of it. Like, where did it first come about? Or did it just kind of spur out of, like, just internet?
1: You know what I mean? Um, I think it came Uh. from, like, Tumblr or Twitter. But what I'm saying is, like,
2: was there... I guess, never mind, it's a dumb question. I think I was just thinking more so, like, was it a specific instance that it was spurred off of, or just, like, in general from their elections? Oh.
1: Uh, I don't know, actually. I'm not sure either. If you don't know what
0: we're talking about, we're talking about those memes that show a picture of Bernie next to a picture of Hillary, and it's like, what's the issue and then it will say something like i'm going like, to pull up like an like
1: rap music. Yeah, then... it'll it'll compare their stances on different pop culture They're obviously things fake. Yeah. and so one of them is let's say the issue is Radiohead and Hillary is like oh my gosh i love creep which is a yeah. radiohead mainstream hit song but then Bernie goes into dissecting all of the different albums and has this fruitful thoughtful like analysis of radiohead's discography
0: yeah
2: and i think it's basically also saying like hillary says the generic response and then bernie says like a very passionate response
0: to i think that was probably like the beginning goal of it like that was what they were trying to communicate but it's become this like Mm -hmm. Cool versus uncool thing. Mm I don't know. And it's... I think I I read something really interesting about it, and it was that most of these memes use, like, very male-dominated subcultures as the topic at hand. Yeah. And very typical, like, okay, like, Black Sabbath, Pokemon, like... (laughs) Pokemon, you know stuff like that. I mean, yeah, but it's just stuff like that that, like, no, no
1: yeah. <laughs> I know, like... <laughs> yeah. What is Olive Garden? That's actually kind of
0: funny. <laughs> some of them are some of them are funny, but
1: yeah, I, are, I thought they yeah. were funny I when had... I first saw them, and then I yeah, the more I saw them, I was sort of wondering why I why they troubled me a little bit. Mm-hmm. yeah it was it's one of those
0: things where it was hard to explain why but I just had a bad feel like a bad taste in my mouth about them I was like oh, I don't think these are good yeah
1: yeah definitely and there's a really good article that Amanda Hess wrote for Slate that we will link to that sort of talks about this meme and her opinions on why they're sexist mm-hmm. it's really good <laughs>
0: Okay, so there's this article in the New York Times, and the title already makes me annoyed. And it says, Why Sexism at the Office Makes Women Love Hillary Clinton. And basically it goes into, like, how older women understand sexism more, and that's why they want to vote for Hillary, because basically they've had more time to experience sexism because they've worked longer in the workforce And so that's why like older women, older feminists are supporting Hillary versus younger women who like haven't experienced sexism for as many years, so they don't really know what they're talking about. And that just seems like such a stretch. Furious.
2: An article. (laughs) Like.
0: Yep. I'll just give you a little quote here. It says, "More time in a sexist world, and particularly in the workplace, radicalizes women." Which is funny because Hillary is not that radical. So I don't even get what you're trying to say. Throw my hands up with this one. I,
2: I just feel like it's like trying to pull something out of thin air, like almost trying to cause an argument. Yeah. Because why can't we just say there's not, not white? I know it's not black and white, but like, it's almost like trying to pinpoint, like I said, people against each other, like, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's such, for some reason, there's this urge to divide older and younger feminists. And I it just like perpetuates the problem. Like we're just like dividing yeah. everyone up even more. And you're just if you I want know. there to be a movement, like there should be more inclusion and
0: and you can't just tell us like we don't understand sexism as well because it's like we understand it in a different way, sure. Then but so does everybody. Like every single person, ages, yeah, d- doesn't matter. Like
1: exactly. And also,
0: it just it also just shows why like Hillary is only appealing to like. Upper middle class to wealthy women. When you're just talking about women in the workplace, like in the offices dealing with men, it's like women yeah. in this country experience like way worse sexism than just like sexism in the workplace, and also around the world. And like Hillary has been, I don't. Know, well, that's a different conversation. But yeah, it just I don't know. I, I think it it's funny because it does a good job of like pointing out where Hillary falls short. I think while it's trying to. Like criticize other feminists for voting for Bernie. But yeah.
1: Yeah, I so um, I went on the International Women's Day website and it sort of went through the history of what International Women's Day is. And there's a sentence that said that younger women or younger feminists think that the fight for woman is over. I mean, that's paraphrasing it, but it was basically saying that like a lot of young people our age think that there's no more work to be done against sexism. And I was like, wait, who are you talking about? Like, who she are you probably, talking I'm trying to
2: think like the only type <laughs> of person that would write that would be an old like, I don't think anyone our age would write something like that.
0: Yeah, that's I mean, I feel like that's been an argument too. It's like, young girls want to vote for Bernie because they think that sexism is over. So it doesn't matter. It's like not one person I know voting for Bernie is like, well, I'm voting for Bernie because inequality is over. Yeah. like that's not his whole running platform or people
2: were saying also like it just because the boys it's people are saying like it's just because girls want to impress oh, the boys like around them I which know. makes literally no yeah which makes which no is a sexist
0: God. comment for her to make it's so
2: yeah. first of all it's so sexist and second of all if i was doing that a lot of women be following trump at this point though, like, right. because yeah, like that makes no are. sense so true It's <laughs> where all the boys hang yeah so just like i don't know it's a lot of like assumptions based on like basically lack of research and education because that doesn't make any sense yeah. like i don't get it um and also the glorious Steinem comments are just so like disheartening no. like for someone that like literally was the face of the movement that is still on today and it's kind of like what the fuck happened to you in the last like, like she, I feel like you would never, she would never make a comment like that. So that
3: the money is never enough.
2: So what do you guys think about celebrity endorsements? what do you how do you feel about them do you think that they're kind of I mean I have my own opinions about them but do you think that they're very like um driven by kind of like pressure and like popularity or do you think they're driven by actual kind of like I guess opinions I don't know what do you think
0: well I mean I guess not to speak for I I know this isn't true across the board for like every celebrity who's endorsed Hillary but like I think it just says a lot about, like, who's supporting who, and, like, the reason that Bernie appeals to so many people in, like, the middle level of, like, wealth, like, the middle class, basically, is because of all his policies, like, that people know will have an effect on them, and, like, they'll see it, and then people who, like, celebrities who don't have to worry about money, basically, can get, like, fully behind Hillary. Mm Mm-hmm and like not I don't know not see like
2: I also think it has a lot to do with just kind of the public eye like yeah I think so too I like I think like the same thing that you were saying about like if you're a feminist you vote for Hillary type of thing and I think people are bandwagging on that a lot and like I mean I feel like this is very true with most elections well especially now the social media age I feel like that actually changes a lot but because of social media, it's so much easier for them to endorse a candidate, but also so much easier for them to like bandwagon on endorsing a candidate, like buying a shirt and like taking a quick selfie and like posting a hash. Like, I don't know. I don't realize, I don't, it's not that I think it's damaging, but I, cause you're obviously entitled to your own opinion, but like, it's just really, um, it's just really impactful. You know what I mean? Like people scrolling through their social media when they see like just repeated like oh well she obviously like you know not to pinpoint hillary but you know obviously she's getting the most support so like maybe i maybe she's well deserved of it i just think it's really dangerous yeah. but i mean they're obviously entitled to their own opinion
1: but like no i yeah. think so too i think a lot of people when it comes to education on politics I'm sure that they're – I mean, I don't know. I'm just guessing that a lot of people get their education through social media. And, like, that's the only exposure they have. Maybe they'll watch the debates, which also are not the most informative. No. I literally Um, used to just watch debates, like,
2: just for pure entertainment. Yeah, exactly. And that's
1: what it – that's the problem is there's this whole culture of, like – political leanings in social media and that's how people pick their the candidate that they're backing i feel like yeah. mm-hmm. even in house of cards frank underwood just said politics is show business why don't we give them a show yes. and it is it's happening. so true
0: speaking of debates did you guys see in one of the recent democratic debates like people were criticizing bernie because they they were claiming that he made like a really sexist remark at hillary because he like kind of he was answering the question he kind of said something negative about her and she started to interrupt him and he just kind of was like i'm talking
2: oh and people were probably saying like you're silencing or like please yeah. don't
0: interrupt me i'm talking and people were like that was sexist and i was like was it that's how all the debates yeah, and go Also, she interrupted know when
2: he was speaking and he they have like times to speak i mean i know you can like rebuttal and stuff yeah but still
0: I don't know. It just I don't want to be that person who's, like, questioning people who point things out as being sexist. I feel like there have been a few times throughout this that I've had to be like, wait, I don't think that was sexist, though. Yeah. But there's no, like, clear line, so. Yeah.
2: I mean, if anything, I think, like, throughout, like, the debate kind of, like, season or whatever, I feel like – I don't think the moderators have tried to pinpoint Bernie and Hillary against each other to make them kind of fight. Like, if anything, I think – especially with, during the time when, like, Hillary's emails or whatever, there's been plenty of times where Bernie was like, I'm not talking about that. Like, it's literally, it's yeah. not... I don't think he said pointless, but I think he said, like, sp- basically, like, not relevant or something. And, it, it, and I feel like right. they wanted to kind of start, like, a debate where it's more about pettiness, and I feel like... So that's why when things like that happen now, like, with him saying, like, I'm in, like, you know, blah, 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 don't interrupt me. I don't think it's pettiness how, like, other things are pettiness that people take, because I think it's just at this point, it's... It's not, yeah, yeah. it's not, like, about small things. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, I feel like, yeah.
0: And on the other side, you have the Republicans talking about their dick size. <laughs> it's just, like, It is,
2: like, it, it's, it's seriously just, crazy. It's such a crazy I contrast. I mean, and it, do what's funny is, like, I mean, I was not against Mitt Romney that badly, but I was kind of against him, and now I'm, like, that kid, that guy right. sounds like a fucking socialist at this point, like, compared to all of them. Like, it's un- <laughs> yeah. it's just unreal like the that's
0: scary i feel like that's always how it's been i mean not always but usually it's like the republican nominee is like well you don't want them but it, you wouldn't like cry if this they got is elected. the first time i
2: feel like yeah i mean not that obviously i haven't been able to vote that long but it's definitely the first time i like when i'm paying attention to it that i'm thinking like oh my god this is
0: literally terrible i'm straight up going to canada Did you guys see their prime minister? Hell he just yeah. looks like I don't get it. <laughs> he just
2: looks vote. like
0: <laughs> I'll get into politics up there. He looks there. like a guy in like your history
2: class that like doesn't take notes, but you know is smart. That's like all I see about him. He just like flashes his cute smile and
0: you're like, you cut um, me what? off of me. Or He
2: kinda bothers you, but you don't know why. What are you talking about? <laughs> I
1: think we're different.
0: <laughs> we have different opinions on him. <laughs> He's like the best person in the world. I'm
1: just wondering if you guys have seen Obama speechwriter
0: oh yeah wasn't so he dating tra- Rashida Jones
1: yes oh, oh my gosh so hot <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: wonderful. have you
2: seen Kylie Jenner's bodyguard though no <laughs> <laughs> he's actually really hot you have to look into him <laughs> Um, so I moved to Dublin a month ago, and I remember thinking, like, when I was moving here, I wanted to, like, really be still, like, aware of, like, politics back at home, as in, like, I thought, okay, I'm gonna have to put in more time to basically, like, look into it, because, you know, being at home, it's everywhere, you don't really have to try, for the most part, unless you, like, want to find articles that are actually worth reading, but in general, you don't have to try as much, and I was like, oh, when I come here, I'm gonna have to actually put in effort, but it's kind of funny, because it's, the exact same, like it's on every like it's just part it's part of the routine of like a nightly news program. It's the same thing. It's like it'll have its highlights, like you know, politics here or whatever in Ireland, but it also have like its highlights in America and stuff. People still talked a lot about like American elections and politics, and they knew a lot, like not that I'm that surprised, but like, um, a lot of people knew like a lot of specific things about candidates that even I didn't really know, like. Um, and it's also kind of funny like ev- I don't know not that Trump is like unfairly portrayed by any means and I think he portrays himself very well in the sense like of what he is but everyone here like I was kind of surprised in the sense that everyone here literally thinks he's a like a joke like they think he's not that he's funny but they just think like they all say the same thing they're like he's a whack job like no one here thinks like well he might be good for the country as it in as in people do it there you know like in america like every single person here that's mm-hmm. asking about it the first they always start off with so what do you think of that trump guy he's like a literal he's like there he's a whack job which is true obviously but it's just funny because at home there's some people that actually you know obviously are voting for him but like so it's interesting people here are really into it and I think they really like the entertainment side of it obviously because it doesn't affect them that much like who wins but like they really enjoy yeah they like really enjoy it and they really love to know like what not necessarily what I feel about it I don't think they care that much but they love to know like what Americans like basically I think they like seeing America not like seeing America like kind of freaking out but they think it's funny Burn. they think it's kind of funny <laughs> that like Basically, that Trump got this far, you know what I mean? That we, because we kind of let it happen. Like, not saying it's like our fault, but we, no one helped this. Not a lot of people help the situation of where he's at today. So, yeah. I don't know. But it's really interesting because, yeah, people are really into it and really educated about it, which is kind of cool.
0: I feel like so many places around the world, people are like keeping up with our elections, and it's like if you ask yeah. any random person on the street about politics in any other country they'd
2: be like oh well kind of bad because i was like there's an election going on here right well there was right like two weeks ago and i like didn't pay much attention to it even though it's like the country i'm living in um but i remember thinking like wow i like i know the the politics at home but obviously not i don't think that great and then there's people that don't even live in the country and they're like actively keeping up on it and i couldn't even actively keep on the country that i was yeah. living in so i was like oh but, well, but, um, yeah, yeah, so it's interesting, cool, but it's it's actually kind of funny, too, because they had debates for like um for the different parties, like for the Irish election, and they're kind of they were also kind of childish, they weren't like as immaturely like childish as like say the ones that we had, obviously, but yeah. it was just it was just funny.
0: No one understands the heart beats too- Kira had the opportunity to talk with Sue Lay, creator of the podcast The F Word. This next segment that you're going to hear is their conversation. We know the quality isn't great. Kira was in a busy coffee shop in Dublin, Skyping Sue, who was in Missouri. But bear with it, because Sue has some real important stuff to say.
2: This is Kara, and I'm here with Sue Lay, and she is a journalism student at the University of Missouri studying economic and business journalism. Sue has a podcast that we're really interested in talking about, which is called The F Word Podcast, and it is a Mandarin feminism podcast, which is really cool. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. What is is your, I guess, what is kind of like your reasoning or like your goal and mission behind The F Word Podcast? Um, Why did you start it and kind of like... What do you do with it, um, so?
3: I think the way that I started it was entirely different from now, why I want to continue doing it is When I started it, I was like, oh, I love podcasts. I want to have one of my own. And it took a while for me to figure out what is a topic that I can talk for, like, extended period amount of time that I wouldn't necessarily get bored with it, that I would have materials to say. Um, and, you know, it was kind of just on my own website when I like featured the F word podcast, I was like, for lack of a better word, soul searching for a bit to just figure out what it is that I want to talk about. And then I I landed on this and I knew without another person's help, I wouldn't be able to keep myself accountable and be able to talk about this. So I went to my friend, Cece, um, who's also like a Mandarin speaker so I went to her and be like, I'm thinking about talking about feminism and if you're interested, you can join. And I think what made it happen, what made it possible was because that she was interested as well. And she felt like it's something that she could join and we two could actually bounce off each other. Uh, let that be like ideas for the actual conversation that takes place during the podcast. So um, that's kind of how we got started. Um, it, it was really just a genuine love for audio, for podcast, and for the topic. And then content-wise, we want to bring a lot more topics and um, speeches and, uh, and ideas into the realm of discussion. So it's really building um, a very open-minded, um, a young is what I perceive, not necessarily. My, my co-host wanted to be a little more general. <laughs> but I'm just like, I'm kind of giving up on changing the the ideals of the folk generation, fo- trying to focus on
2: the young people. The younger generation, yeah.
3: yeah. And I feel like we're, you know, step-by-step um, working towards that by, you know, we, uh, besides podcast, tried to facilitate other um, kind of, like, chat forum for that, and um, April, we're going to start a club um, to read feminism-related books um, in Mandarin, which... The resources are kind of hard to come by. Some yeah. of the really yeah. good books that we want to recommend are actually they do not have a translated version, um, which we are not going to adapt if that was the case because focusing on the language Mandarin it's it's our goal and we're going to promote everything that we can in that language, especially the books that we going I love
2: yeah. I love how it's like a community base and like I love that you're sticking to it being kind of Mandarin in the sense that like yeah. it's kind of a community, but also how did you, because I noticed on your site you grew your outreach in like just a few months by like 2,000, wasn't it? Like 2,000 listeners. How did you do that? Or how did the yeah. word get around, I guess?
3: We got 2,000 subscribers in three months, um, which was double, which doubled our kind of original goal. Like our first episode, we're like, oh, let's just hope for 1,000 subscribers in three months. I was like, looking ahead in three months, what's going to happen? So 2,000 was, was really a pleasant surprise. What um, helped a lot was kind of really just the people along the way um, helping us with um, here and there a little bit of, you know, support and promotion, guest appearances to talk about feminism-related stuff, and our podcast, so that um, really helped, and a lot of them had a much larger um, audience base, user base than we do. So they directed a lot of traffic to us, and that has helped, but it's what I've considered to be the showcase of the fact that there's so little good original feminism stuff out there for people to either read or listen to. So they, you know, people, our subscribers recognize that and they recognize the value in the stuff that we provide. Something that really made me happy was a listener that. Like, I consider this a very hopeful existence in my life. And I'm just like, yeah, that's what we want to do. Inject this hopefulness, this this hope into our listeners, which
2: that really made me happy. Like, is this one of the first times they've heard something that you're promoting? Um, I don't know. See, I'm not very familiar with, say, like you had talked about early feminism kind of in China, or just really, I don't really know feminism outside of really Western ideals. So like that it's really interesting to me the like how you said before that kind of feminism there's still in its first or second wave. How would you like I guess I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit? Okay, I have
3: been out of China because of my academics and my study for you know close to four years. But just based on the responses that I've had from my listeners, I think the idea is so underdeveloped that yeah some of them would say you know, this is the first time that I ever hear something like this, but I think that understanding only comes from the fact that they recognize the significance of the things that we talk about, versus many of them don't even have the understanding that this is something significant. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So one episode that we talk about um, sexual consent, and we had to translate the word sexual consent into Mandarin because there hasn't been such phrase in existence there yet in that language. So the idea it's entirely itself hasn't even been presented in any way that's formal that's stressing what it means and that's really explaining what that's all about. But that is an I that is, from my experience, definitely, definitely needed in that environment. Just because how much victim shame and how much uh, you know wrong perceptions that people have about sexual uh, cons- sexual assault and sexual about rape culture, all that, and so sexual consent is a concept that is strongly needed. But they don't even know what that means yet. So people would come say something about sexual consent, and yes, it is the first time that I ever hear about it, which I'm fairly sure about that, but they don't even personally recognize that this is something that has to be promoted. They don't recognize how big this thing is. So that's kind of a general perception that I have um, about, I would say, half of the things that we talk about. The other half, we try to focus on the events that happen on a day-to-day basis around them, you know, there would be things, um, there's actually this event that took place. We try not to talk about just the event itself. So basically what happened was, um, you know, in the past week and a half, So um, the celebrity, it, it was a celebrity news. And essentially, a you know, celebrity um, got married and this wedding. Um, they had this uh, kind of just a game thing or whatever that is that, um, one of the bridesmaids um, and she was one of those like sexy female celebrities in China. She was one of the bridesmaids and she was um, nearly got thrown into the swimming pool that uh, of the venue of the wedding by several of the best men um, and pretty unwillingly um, from my opinion as shown on the, the wedding footage that got released later. So this was a really huge debate that lasted for days, because um, people seem to believe some pe- some people on the web uh, on the internet seem to believe she she it could be counted as a sexual assault kind of activity. Mm-hmm. And then there were other people who, slept who weren't there, weren't present, and all of your comments and all of your hatred. Um, Sayings to really disturb whoever that was there that was more familiar with what had happened there. Um, Every day debates like this that um, have really opened up this idea for let's talk more about feminism ideas and uh, let's figure out what we really believe. Um, but you know, so half of the things that we talk about is um, stemming from these kind of events, but not necessarily commenting on them, but um, like we've thought about commenting on the, or you know, having one episode dedicated to the topic of you know some of the wedding cultures there, some of the mm-hmm. marriage cultures, as in um, guys have to have um have have, have to pay first um, set payment for a house or an apartment, and have to have a car before they can actually find a <coughs> So God, the,
2: no one in America would get married then. <laughs>
3: <laughs> exactly. So that's kind of like the prerequisite of of a bachelor, of a marriage-ready bachelor, um, there. And uh-huh. you know what what that means, what that indicates is this marriage till this day is still kind of a trade and exchange sort of process. Yeah. Which is the you know dad has the ownership to the girl, and in order to gain that ownership, you need to present this sort of property, background, and the house and the car. And that's how you can get married. So a lot of that culture. Um, that you it provided this celebrity wedding, provided kind of a snippet to that. So, you know, those things are what we want to focus on in our episodes rather than just commenting on the events itself. I was
2: going to say, I think the interesting thing that um, I really like that you're talking about your the F Word podcast is that you provide kind of a framework where you give them the choice to decide what they believe, but you give them kind of like the almost like the full scale like full scale of the event or the full scale of a conversation because i feel like that's when any times that i feel like i've either changed my opinion about something or kind of grown into something of my own it's always when some an entire situation was kind of laid out for me you know where i saw from one side to the other side not telling me what to believe but kind of saying this is how it is in a 360 view and now you get to decide what you believe, and I think that's really important, especially when young feminists that you're talking to are trying to kind of decide where they're kind of where their beliefs are. It's way more important for them, like you said, to dis- discover for themselves. But it's also important for them to get the education to discover it. It's just really nice that you, I guess that you're providing kind of like the framework for them to decide certain things about topics they never really get the, I guess, the idea to think
0: about, which is cool. Maybe we can be
2: friends, see through the same-
1: I have a radical idea. Say it. Say it loud. Say it proud. (laughs) I think that the weird girls should run for presidents. Say it. I'm
2: gonna be honest. Change
1: the system from the inside. (laughs) Yeah. Three presidents
2: yes up to my flaws and i'm gonna say it would not be okay, the greatest you can be like, vice oh. president
0: leech and i will be president okay
1: vp is the job to have you i know to be, you like, just would love to go around you like talk to the kids at school and then you go like hang out at the dog you shelter get outside and play you take a couple photos platform.
0: yeah for real yeah
1: i'm like down to be vp Especially when they are like Frank Underwood and they're trying to shut you out. I'm like, yeah, you handle the army. I got
2: I it.
1: I just thought about. I mean, I I didn't just realize it.
2: Well, I kind of just came to the realization that like whoever, like obviously, when the in the next few months VPs are gonna be introduced, and that's a whole nother thing. Like, yeah, that's a whole another like
0: that's also more debates. Yeah. Oh God. I'm already exhausted thinking about it.
2: I know I can't. Or <laughs> who they're gonna choose? That'd be crazy. Ugh. Yeah. It's
0: me. <laughs> uh surprise. It's me. Which and I have to go go head to head.
2: Back to R.I.P. for John McCain picking Sarah Payne. Hopefully
0: substance. something like that happens with Donald Trump.
2: Oh uh, Trump who do you think would be Donald Trump's Like his MP?
0: wife or something? I don't know. <laughs>
2: Like, would he actually be strategic, or would he just be, like...
1: <laughs> like, who does he like? I think that's
0: guy. probably why, like, Chris Christie and Ben Carson are, like, supporting him, because they want they want in somehow.
1: There's going to be a new totally Apprentice right. reality show for VP, and she's <laughs> VP-reading me from that show. Oh my god, that would be so Chris funny. Chris Christie,
0: you fired. Is that like a good like
1: Trump? When Paris Hilton no. had, like, the BFF
0: like, <laughs> you show, she's like, sorry,
2: I need my new BFF. Oh yeah. I'm going to host a show about Sad. it.
0: I guess uh, us is our ideal candidate. Me, I am my own ideal candidate.
1: Yeah, me too. Cool. Well, we're such confident, independent women. <sighs> I
0: love it. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love us. Everyone
2: for themselves.
0: <laughs> yeah, really. I vote for no government. Anarchy is the way to go. I vote we secede from the Republicans and create a, an anarchy. So...
2: <laughs> Like, I'm not trying to push like an agenda on any of our listeners, but like I genuinely would love you to call me if you are a, if you identify as a millennial, which you probably are because of your age, you can't really depict that. But like if you are obviously a millennial and you not only are a Republican, which okay, whatever, but if you are still Republican during this race, like please call me and explain to me
0: why? <laughs> we want to talk to you. We need to talk to you. I'm so confused. I don't think we have a huge conservative following, you guys. No, they're just, on just Trump
2: followers. They're liars. <laughs> I think like her followers <laughs> would like necessarily identify as conservative. Yeah, exactly. But the the oddball that listens—I mean, the oddball, <laughs> the
0: odd one that listens to this. You guys, I have a I have another radical idea. Has the sound weird? Girls Nation. <gasps> Speechless. Let's do it. I
1: don't know. It kind of sounds like I mean, a baseball yeah. league or something.
0: Weird girls. Land.
1: Country. I'm looking at um,
2: Donald Trump's Facebook page, and whoever on my friends likes him, I'm just going to different. Man, it's one of my brother's friends. I kind of <laughs> liked him.
1: Damn it. You were cool. You're, You're not cool Wait, Are you using that website that shows you which of your Facebook friends? Like friends? on his site. Oh.
0: Let's see if any of my friends.
1: There's that. Yeah, there's a website where it tells you who of your Facebook friends supports Trump or like an app or something that someone made. Maybe it's like a Chrome plugin. I can't remember. Wait. Oh my gosh. Yeah, let's do it and see how many friends yeah, can your you can Okay. Let's, can you send that? Let's find it. Yeah, I think. We should
0: post yeah. it. We'll post it on our website too. You
2: guys to friend like unnecessary people in your life or just
0: like give them a talking to.
1: Friends who like Trump.com. Okay. And it lets you like delete them. Nice. Yeah, friends who
0: like I have two. Oh, good. You have two?
1: I don't believe that. I believe there are so many more. Yeah. I'm surprised. Oh, shit. I have a oh lot. I think I only have like five. I have six. one, two, three, four, five, six. Wait, but how does it know?
0: It just does. It's the internet.
1: I thought it would be like 25,
2: like a solid number like that. I'm actually pretty impressed. There's only six. You know, you're living life, right? When you have like zero people on your Facebook friends that like it, you're like, okay, I filtered the right people
0: out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Alicia almost ran for president once, guys.
0: Congrats, Alicia.
2: Yeah. I'm a very, like,
0: mediocre fraternity, but still. Basically <laughs> what America is at this point, guys.
1: America's a fraternity. America fraternity. Mic
0: drop. A mediocre one. Led by one. Donald Trump. He's our pledge father.
1: <laughs> he's the house dad. He's, he's going to haze the shit out of us. I'll be the house mom.
0: He's going to make us hook up with a bunch of girls. I don't know. <laughs> so a frat. That's what hazing is. He's going to make us clean the bathrooms with a toilet brush, and he's going to put...
2: <laughs> he's going to make us, like, use real bathroom materials <laughs> to, to clean. clean <laughs> Savage. I, I meant mean
1: to say... I say I I mean mean to say smile. toothbrush. He make you
2: clean the toilets. Toilets. <laughs> toilet toilets. <laughs> toilet Clean the toilet hole. Donut hole. What would you guys do if Donald J. Trump... Became president of the United States of America.
0: I would run out. I would run out into the street and I would burn all my clothes.
1: Oh my gosh, that's exactly what I was gonna say. But I was just, was just gonna say bras. Run and around I was naked. Throw them at his house.
0: Spray paint. <laughs> oh my
1: god! I'm gonna TP his house with the toilet paper and my brain bras. <laughs> I would eat all my chapstick. What? Until I get sick. <laughs> what kind of chapstick,
0: then? No judgment. And then, in Trump scenario. <laughs>
2: Carmex, because I have an excessive amount of cha- of Carmex right now. I don't have Vaseline at the moment. So, Carmex would be eaten, which would cause me to get nauseous, which then would remind me that I'm nauseous because
0: of the fucking present. I mean, I would I would State. run outside, I would find a conservative, I would make them drink a whole bottle of kombucha in front of my face.
2: I would yeah. leave the house that it. I'm living in right now with um, a ripped shirt on because I just feel like it ripped somehow of me getting outside. I would run down the street and I would just keep screaming, "Hey River! a River! No one would understand the reference because <laughs> Portlandia, I don't think, has been syndicated here at all. So everyone will look at me and they'll know <laughs> she's an American. Poor girl. That poor girl has to deal with Donald Trump being her president they'll know does donald sorry are you done um are you done sorry
0: oh my god really got caught up in this one
1: guys (laughs) i really just went for it (laughs) um does donald trump have a toupee is that real hair you know
0: what if he was elected i would find out
1: i would burn all the wigs because they want him to have terrible hair. to would kill his
0: wig maker.
1: <laughs> I
2: would do a nice thing for him, actually. I would um make sure he gets set up with a facialist. I feel like he needs some roguey He needs to do some spa day. He needs, I'm I think, worried about. You him. know what? I think he needs to take I'm care worried of his about skin. Getting skin. Yeah, cancer, I'm just going to say it. Does he have sunscreen yeah, on? I don't probably. know. I think he needs. Unless yeah, he's
3: just like
0: painted that color because I don't think the sun can make you naturally that color. I think it's paint. I'm going to take Donald Trump on a trip to uh, Bare Minerals. The makeup store
1: that's what emily uses <laughs> do you great. really want to use the same thing that donald trump uses though
0: no but i might get a lifetime supply if, I...
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you that's vote for true. trump you'll get a lifetime it's supply
0: of i'm gonna get the, i'm gonna make the most of it that's for sure run to canada knock on the prime minister's door try to make like out with excuse. him oh yeah i'll do that that sounded sarcastic but i meant it seriously so basically if donald trump is elected we will become savages so get ready, world. This
1: is all stuff I already do. Do you eat all of your chapsticks? well We're going to take yeah. it
0: up a notch.
1: <laughs> you're not supposed to. Alicia? Yeah, Stop. when you... Is that the diet you're on? It's, it's shaped like an egg. You just had so it. Like... Just had it in your hand? Yeah, it's actually right here. Yeah.
0: You just heard The Weird Girl's Guide to Politiken. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and like our Facebook page for updates and more. Also check out our website for links to articles we talked about, fun internet pictures, and our Politiken playlist. Music in this episode is by Citrus and Skull. Special thanks to Sue for talking to us about her podcast, The F Word.